Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to New Books Network, the African-American Studies category. Today I have with me author Beverly Jenkins of Chasing Down a Dream, a Blessings novel, the author of 30 historical and contemporary novels, as well as the NAACP. Welcome to New Books Network, the African-American Studies category. Today I have with me author Beverly Jenkins of Chasing Down a Dream, a Blessings novel, the author of 30 historical and contemporary novels, as well as the NAACP Image Award nominee. Hello and welcome, Beverly. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. And I know you just finished Underground, the next book that we no, should read. No, no, no. I, I, what I, and I, that tickled me because... No, I said I was I was underground. Oh, writing it. That's a you know a writer writer term, and I'm like, that's right, that's yeah. right. So I was okay. Underground and I, in my next historical. So okay, all right, well, nice. I love that. Um, well, I want to say that I so much enjoyed chasing down the dream. Oh, now good. you you have thirty books. And this is the first time that I read your book. Oh, okay. Well, okay. better late than never. Right. That's what I say. And and I was warned, once you read it, you're going to read all of them. I was warned a while ago when I heard about you because a friend um, said, have you ever heard of Beverly Jenkins? And I was like, no. Yeah. And she was like, really? And I'm like, really? And I went to the library. And to be honest, they have like three books. Yeah, well, and- you know, that's, the, that's the, 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 the nature of the beast for... Uh- African American writers sometimes, but yeah, some, li- gonna... some, writers, some libraries are woke and some are not. So, right, well, it's okay. That's okay. No worries. That's so. That's one of my projects is to get more of your books in our library. Oh, very good. Uh, so, so my first question is: so I read the fifth book in the series. Um, Chasing Down a Dream is book eight. Ah, uh, book eight. Oh boy. Yeah. Should yeah. I go back and read? I can read from the beginning. Yeah, you probably should, so that you can okay, get good. the. Uh, the basis of the story, get introduced to the characters and how the the town came to be. Um, Henry Adams, the little town that, that you read about in, in Chasing Down a Dream, um, was created by me during my first historical. And so the town was basically founded in, in the 1800s, 1880 or so. Um, and it's based on the all-black townships that were founded in Kansas after the movement called the uh, Great Exodus of 1879, when a lot of black folks, um, this was this is <clears throat> before the Great Migration of 1900, a lot of black folks coming out of the South um, at the height of uh, um, Reconstruction died in 1876. So you had a, a lot of the lynchings and the Klan rising and all that. 
um, in the period right after Reconstruction. And black folks was tired of dying. So they said, okay, well, we're going to move. So thousands of them moved west as opposed to north. So they moved to places like Kansas and Nebraska, um, Colorado. A lot of them went as far west as California. And all over that area were these little black townships founded by these folks. And so I sort of did a compilation and based Henry Adams on these towns, particularly uh, Nicodemus, which is in Kansas. Okay. Okay. So I did five books in the original Henry Adams, and then when my editor asked me if I had anything, you know, contemporary, small town, I said, oh, what 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 would Henry Adams be like in the 21st century? So you think about small town America, um, especially during the the last sort of recession and, you know, all the young people are gone. There's no infrastructure. There's no tax base. And this being a a particularly uh, an African-American town. And if you look back on the history of of those small towns, many of them disappeared for that reason. So we have Bernadine Brown, um, who has a huge divorce settlement after her uh, divorce from a brother who's a, a high uppity muckety up muckety a muckety muck uppity up um, in the oil industry. You know they got more money than God. So she comes out with this tremendous divorce settlement, and she wants to think about what she wants to do with all this money. So she buys. Uh, Henry Adams has put itself up on eBay. Uh-huh. So she buys the town, and she was a former social worker. So she wants to bring in at-risk kids and have them raised old school by the the senior citizens who are in the town. And so thus starts our first uh, book in the series, and it's called Bring on the Blessings. Okay, that that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what? Why, yeah. That's why I tell that, people start with book one. And what really, when I was reading it, um, I was on the plane going on vacation, and so my husband had downloaded these movies. I didn't even pay him any attention. Yeah. I read the whole book on the plane ride. I said, nope, I'm not stopping. I want to finish this. Because what got me was the woman buying a town on eBay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and there have been, I mean, you can look on the Internet right now, and there are small towns that are on that have put themselves up on, on you know, for, for sale. Wow. And Henry Adams did it because... The first thing, they wanted to preserve their history. So they hoped that whoever bought the town would uh, keep that in mind and, you know, and not turn it into like a parking lot or a golf course or, or whatever. And Bernadine finds out about it. Um, you know, this is, of course, fictional um, on a CNN report. And CNN goes and, you know, they're talking about these little black towns and They see that this town has put itself up on eBay. So they send a a film crew and she's just sitting up in her, in her, in her apartment after a divorce um, and sees it and says, okay, I know what I'm going to do with this money now. And she goes and she buys the town. I found that amazing. I also, when I was reading it, I could feel this undercurrent um, of issues, which explain a lot, the adoption, the different cultures, 
Yeah. The non-stereotypical gender roles, Rocky with the tools, the yeah. motorcycle, the white woman who's a single parent going back to school. Yep, who was who was who basically raised herself on the south side of Chicago. Yes. You know, which is yeah. not a stereotype either. So, yeah, I mean, I I I'm having a lot of fun with the series. Um, yeah. After the first book, and I'm an adoptive parent also. So after the first book, um, I got letters from foster parents and foster kids and foster parents sending me their pictures of their kids, adopted parents sending me pictures of their kids, social workers. Um, it was just a really, really, you know, the book is called Bring on the Blessings. It was, it's a blessed book. Yeah. It's connected to um, not only African-Americans, but I have a wide range of of people who are reading, teenagers are reading them for the, because the first five or five books focus on the kids. Right. So you have each of the kids gets, uh, gets their book. So it's been, it's been great. Um, I'm having a ball with it. We don't know how far we're going to go. I got contract for nine and 10 okay. and uh, we'll sit down with the publisher and my editor and my agent and see where, you know, what we're going to do going forward. Why did you, why is it called a blessings novel? Well, because of the first book is called Bring on the Blessings. I wanted them to be called, uh, you know, Henry Adams series or something, you know, something that, you know, my editor was like, no. (laughs) She said, these books are a blessing. So, you know, let's call it the blessing series. So, you know, basically they they just took it from the, from the, the title of the first book, which is Bring on the Blessings. Okay. Yeah. Because as I read it, it just, you just like in the beginning, there's so much tension and I'm thinking, oh, these poor kids and all oh, this, you know, one thing after the next. And then it's through so much. I've oh, so bad. I was crying. My readers are crying. Oh, I, I take those, those little kids through. You should. And then I'm rejoicing. I'm like, these kids got money and then they want to bless other people with their money. I said, oh, so it's like this really great hope. You know, it's it's a blessing. Just that's the run. It's sort of the running thread through all of the books is that hope, um, family, uh, dreams, second chances. Um, You'll see that in. In, in most of the, if not all of the the eight books, um, they'll make you cry. They will make you laugh. You didn't, we have a pig that, um, huh, that was a character in the first eight books. You'll have to go back and meet Cletus. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's comical. It, it, it pulls at your heartstrings. It makes you think. Um, there's a lot of history in the first few books. Um Black Seminole history, uh, history of those of the of the Exodus. Um, so I'm having a ball with it. You can't, and it's and I always ask the uh, the question is how does your book fit into the African American Studies category? This I can see this in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's being taught. Yeah. Um, it's being read as um, I mean everywhere libraries have had you know. Um, all community reads with them. Um, okay. I'm taught in a lot of the classrooms, but my historicals are also. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm having a good time doing this author thing. I I, I love it. I'm you're my hero. I think I was picking my daughter <laughs> up. 
And I said, oh, I got an interview with uh, an author. I said, she's written like, and I said 25 books. She was like, excuse me, she's written what? I said, I know, isn't that the coolest thing? I said, she's black. Yeah. She, and, you know, and she was like, wow. I said, exactly. Yeah. You know, so that alone is great. You know what I also love about your characters is that, is that they're living these emotionally healthy lifestyle where they're in touch with their emotions, their grief and their loss and their pain and they're moving on. And I yeah. Thought, wow. um, you've got some people who still have issues. Um, yeah. We, 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 you know, Mal is in... Um, who everybody was, you know, really, really mad at me about him. Um, I mean, he's an alcoholic. He's a recovering alcoholic. Uh, that right. still resonates with him um, yeah. today. Uh, Rocky, um, her mom committed suicide. Mm. She's mental health issues. So, you know, you try and write a series with people who are dealing with real issues yeah. Um, in a way that makes the characters real. Um, it resonates with the readers who say, okay, this is sort of like what, you know, I'm going through is sort of like what, you know, maybe my cousin is going through. So it makes it very, very real for, for the readers. And, uh, I'm very proud of what I write. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, there was a, I can see why your readers really get in touch because I was reading and all of a sudden, um, the character says, sometimes we women, particularly women of color, think we can ignore the cracks in our souls by just keeping on. And yeah. I thought, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, you know, we think we can, you know, we keep on moving. It won't catch up with us. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes we crack and sometimes yeah. we crack because we don't, we don't give ourselves self-care. We're too right. busy caring for everybody else. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, people have told me there's a lot of truth in these books and, uh, I believe them because, you know, why would they lie to me? So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why would they lie? You do. So of course I'm going to ask the question, are you pitching this to Hallmark, Hulu, own, are we going to get a movie? We've been turned down. Stop. Yeah. Lifetime. Oh. No stereotypes. Uh, oh, right. Of course. Okay. Yeah. There's no, oh, you know, there's no, whatever, you know, there's no stereotypes. And because there are no stereotypes, I guess they figure it's not. But everywhere I go, people want movies. Yeah, exactly. It would be, I mean, it would be great. Um, I think it's a small, small screen. Yes. Series kind of thing. Yes. But my fear, um, once you meet the kids, when you go back and, and start, the, um, is that they will change my kids. Mm. They will make them into stereotypes. And I, because, you know, when you sign that contract and you, you know, put your, 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 your autograph on the, the bottom line, you lose control. Yeah. And they can do whatever it is they want to do with it. So, you know... It plays like a story in your head. You've got your movie in your head. And if we could get it on the small screen with somebody who um, stays true to the spirit of the of the books, I would be very, very happy. But, yeah, we've been turned down because, I mean, that's the only 
reason I can think. And some people have told me that, well, you know, there's no stereotypes in them. So I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I'll just keep writing. There are, there are no, there are no stereotypes and it's just things just happen. And, and also it's so positive and uplifting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and God help us, black folks are not supposed to have uplifting stuff. You know, it's supposed to be all, you know, tragedy porn. So, you know, hey. And this is not, and this is this not. This is not tragedy porn, no. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, and another thing as well is that sometimes when a story touches too close to the core, mm-hmm. who whoever happens to be reading it, whatever lifetime editor happened to read it, maybe they are then being convicted in their own sense. Well, so, yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting because it was a um, a British guy who's a a, a name Hollywood uh, television director who was pitching it, wow. and um, I think he was a as surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised, not really, but he was like really surprised that you know it didn't uh, that it didn't fly, but. You know, it, it it happens to to African American creators all the time. So, well, yeah. you know, exactly. we just keep creating. That's right. We just keep creating. We just keep yeah. producing. That's right. We don't let nothing hold us down. We keep going. Yeah. We, we keep, going. keep going. We keep going. I um yeah. So I'm 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 sold. I'm hooked. Um, I hope that I can get through a lot more of the books besides this series, because there are so many. Yeah. And they're great. Yeah. And I can, you know, bring you to the libraries. Do we have to do more? Now, where are you? I'm in New York. Okay. um, In the Hudson, mid Hudson Valley. Okay. 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 So so that's where, and up here, I often say, where is my fight? You know what I mean? What is it that I need to do more? Because I do teach in the colleges. um, And I used to do a lot of work in the arts. Okay. Um, in the arts. So that's my, um, that's my thing, but I've been busy. And so I've kind of, so when I come out of my busyness, oh no, when I come out of the underground, as you say, I love yes. that. I'm, I'm um, above ground. Yeah. Right. When I become, come above ground, I'm wondering what's next, even with meeting a lot of authors through doing the new books network. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what's, what's next exactly. Yeah. Okay. How okay. it's going to benefit. So, well, you know, as you know, and people say, you know, that this is, you know, these are trying times for everybody. And and people are saying, well, you know, how do I help? Do what you can where you are. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it could be a small thing in the scheme of things, but it'll make a difference in someone's life, which makes it a big thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So before we say goodbye, is there anything you'd like to add? Um <clears throat> For our listeners, besides telling us that we can have another interview at another time. Oh yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, the the blessing series is quote unquote late to my career because I've been doing this since my first published book was in '94, <clears throat> and I didn't start the blessing series until what year is this? This is seventeen. Seventeen. Um, till probably about two thousand and seven, two thousand and six. Okay. So. Everything before that, um, which is how I really made my name, was with African-American historical romance. Uh-huh. A lot of those are being taught in classrooms. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, pick up indigo or topaz. And um, maybe we can talk historicals next time. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Indigo is, uh, came out in 96. Still in print. Okay. Still changing lives. Um, being taught in a lot of college classrooms across the country. Okay. Um, as an example of not only uh, effective romance, but also as, as, as it's being taught in history classes, it's being taught in English classes, it's being taught in African American studies classes. So it resonates on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, pick up uh, a couple of the, and I and I do not write those for children. Okay, okay. Read <laughs> in those books, but you know, you there's also a bibliography in the back for each historical subject that I that I that I touch on. Okay. So um, pick up indigo and or topaz, mm-hmm. and uh, we can talk historicals next time, maybe. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's indigo and, not and or. I'm going to get both. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Then you can get hooked on those because then you're going to go back and get all 27 or 28 of those because I think there's That's like 35 right. books now. So. That's right. I love it. I'm I'm excited. And it, I, I believe, so I was thinking, you know, I haven't followed an author in a very long time, uh-huh. you know, reading everything. So I'm doubly excited, right, to one- find an African-American author, female, that's writing historical and contemporary and making powerful women on a very fun level, yet on a very historical level. Yeah, yeah, you'll like them. I also have two young adults um, that are historicals for for young girls, and then five romantic suspense where I can do car crashes and blow stuff up and I'm, I'm pretty versatile. Oh yes, you are. You are. We can get you everywhere. This oh, is. Yeah, I'm all over the map, which is a great thing. So it is. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. It is excellent, Beverly. Thank you so much again, You're and so I look welcome, Angela. Definitely look forward to our next conversation. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye.